Welcome to the Math Point of View podcast, where we talk about mathematics education, helping kids from K to 12 succeed in mathematics. And for those of you who are going back to school and need math help, this is the place to be to talk about how to learn the skills faster, more effectively, and really understand what math is about. Today, we're going to be talking about helping young students have a really strong foundation in mathematics. What curriculum should you use? And how should you teach your child? So the number one thing you want to think about is getting your child, you know, we're talking about younger students, getting them exposed to concepts that they're going to need in the future years. We don't want just to introduce a child to something and have them do 20 questions and then find out a week later they didn't understand anything that they did. Basically, what they did was they pattern matched. And how do I know this? This is exactly what happened to my son. We gave him worksheet after worksheet, and he did it perfectly. But then when we asked him about him or quizzed him on it, he couldn't do any of it. So it was so important to us that we found a curriculum that would actually teach the math and not just give them problems to do. So we turned to Singapore Mathematics. Uh, This was back in 2000, and Singapore Mathematics wasn't as readily available as it is now. So we actually got our curriculum from Singapore, um, and our son loved it. He loved every nuance of it, from the British English to the currency to the food to the places. He not only learned the math, but he also got a exposure to another country, another culture, and everything that came with it. So there were a lot of good things that came out of it. But number one, if we have any regrets when it's this education, it is definitely not with math. His math has been uh, just so strong. He ended up getting it a A plus in calculus three at Purdue University. And he also got a perfect score on the ACT. So we know that the curriculum worked. And what was it about the curriculum that worked? Well, not only was Singapore the number one country and still is the number one country on the TIMSS, you guys can look it up, the TIMSS test that's taken by countries around the world. They have scored number one. But as a math major, I looked at the material and I could clearly see where they were headed and how this was going to be so vital to his mathematics at the pre-algebra all the way through to the calculus level. There were signs starting in the very first book, which is called P1. Um, because it's primary when that's their first grade. Uh, Just from that first grade book, I could already see that they were well preparing or preparing well the students for concepts that they needed to know further on down the line. So Singapore mathematics, I know there's a few versions out there. That's That's something for another episode. But today, I just want to talk about the fact that Singapore mathematics has been amazing. It has really, really, really helped our son with a strong foundation. So why does it help so well? So why has it been such a great help? The reason why it's been such a great help is because 
It teaches students to look at information both forwards and backwards. It's not enough for a student just to be able to add one plus two equals three. They also need to be able to know that one plus something equals three. And that is still an addition problem, but just by putting a blank there, it activates, I firmly believe, it activates like something in their minds and makes them think about numbers in a different way. And using that blank as a precursor to subtraction, by the time you reach subtraction, then it's it's very natural. I always feel like when I teach my students that when I teach them using Singapore math concepts, it becomes innate. Now, I, I, I kind of jumped into it, but there's even more that they do before then. They start with a concrete process of seeing like items and counting items and manipulating items, like physical items, um, as well as looking at pictorial versions of them. Yeah, how many dogs, you know, how many cats, how many birds, uh, how many of a particular food or, or object. When you start with the pictures, and then you move to tokens or some kind of item that represents those pictures, and then you move to the Roman um, numerals, right? You've gone through one, two phases before you've even reached the abstraction, which would be like one plus two equals three, right? So what happens when a student doesn't know something? What do we as teachers or I as a teacher lean onto when a student doesn't understand something in mathematics, and they come to me, you know, after, and, and I, I work with students after their, their regular school, or if they're homeschooled, I will work with them um, in addition to whatever, uh, uh, whatever education they're getting with their parents um, or their guardians. Um, when they don't understand something, what do I lean on? I lean on going all the way back to the concrete, right? For a little kid, hey, you don't know what to add, you would count on your fingers. Why? Because that's the first thing that's concrete. And then you can go to tokens or disks or some kind of modeling system, and then finally go to the numbers that represent that. And when you skip those first two phases, or you don't do it enough, or you don't do it in enough different ways that the students are constantly thinking about, oh, what's missing? Or or how do these numbers relate, then as they get to higher and higher levels, they will have gaps in their understanding. And, and that is what I find when, when a student's dealing with decimals and they don't understand that decimal means out of 100 or the percentages and they don't understand a percentage means, sorry, let me backtrack on the decimal. The decimal could mean anything from out of 10 or out of 100 or out of 1,000, depending on the decimal place value. But then for percentages, they don't understand that it means out of 100. They're stuck. They try to follow, oh, I'm going to move the decimal to the right or to the left. And they can't even remember which one's which or why. Whereas if they understand it or they see it from um, the point of view of, oh, I had a hundred blocks and one out of those hundred blocks is 1%. That creates the picture in their mind. They can recall from that picture and using that, they can better understand whether or not they're getting the question right. So long, you know, long story, basically to say, and I hope those examples really help, basically to say that Singapore math has been 
fabulous. It, it definitely hits those two so important um, pieces. And, and as well, the questions are rigorous. You know, we're, we're not getting a complicated question um, that has a very simple answer. We're getting sophisticated, well-thought-out questions that have well-thought-out developed answers. You know, just because you read a paragraph, five sentences, and you do one step to solve the problem doesn't make the student feel any better. They just feel like they just dealt with something that was really hard. Whereas if you have to read five sentences, you break it down and you see the beauty of it, you figure out how to do something with like five or six steps, even at a second or third grade level. Well, what ex what do you expect when they get to fifth, sixth, and so on? They already know about five-step problems. They already know about doing things that are rigorous. They already know about doing things that challenge challenge them. And so therefore, they're not afraid and they're not scared when mathematics simply becomes um, not harder, but you get new topics. You know, whereas right now and the way I grew up, it became harder. It became more confusing. It became something that they had never seen before. That's not the way Singapore math works. There might be new concepts, but everything is brought to light earlier on. All the seeds are planted earlier on, and therefore it doesn't feel like you're learning something new. You're just learning a different way to approach something that you've seen before, or the patterns are familiar to you, or the concepts are familiar to you, or the skills are familiar to you. It's nothing brand new, and the level of difficulty doesn't get harder. It stays the same. So all of those are many, many different reasons why I love single poor math. So just to summarize, you know, not only are they showing it through the results of their students, but it is a math program that's continuous. It already starts with a nice level of rigor and challenge at the elementary first grade levels. Uh, it continues that level of difficulty. Um, there are some supplements you may want to add if you feel like those questions aren't hard enough or challenging enough, or maybe occasionally, on the other hand, confusing, and the student doesn't necessarily remember it. But there is a very clear thread from year to year to year that helps students to learn, helps them to be prepared for the next section. Um, they introduce concepts early on. It's not jammed packed down their throat when they're <laughs> we're at high school and like all of a sudden they're going to be learning a hundred different things that they never knew before. They start early. So things that you would see in the U.S. high schools, you would actually already see that in the first through sixth grade levels in Singapore mathematics. And therefore, it's not really that, oh, we're going to learn something new. It's more that they've seen it and now we're going to add to it. So the results again show, I use this with all my tutoring students. I bring them uh, snippets of Singapore math when they're missing something. I, it shows that going back to the concrete and then proceeding with the modeling or the pictorial and then finally going back to this abstract concept where you're writing equations or simplifying or or solving or, or solving word problems, that piece, uh, it, it's so much better when they go back. Anyways, I am a big fan of single word math. Do some research yourself, find out more about it, and 
put your comments down below. If you have questions I can answer, I would love to do that and help you to continue along your math journey. All right, signing off now, and I'll see you in the next episode.